Hello, friends. Jim Nance of CBS Sports, and you're listening to The Shag Bag Show with my great friend, David Marzetti. 1021, 1021 in a row on The Shag Bag Show for over 19 years. Our 20th year celebration happens April 2nd, which, when you think about it, isn't that far away, considering it's already October 30th. I don't Unbelievable. All brought to you by the Pebble Beach Company. Check out lodging, dining, golf specials online at pebblebeach.com. Del Monte Golf Course, home of the Dukes Club, home of the Shag Bag Show for 19 years. Sandbar and Grill, under wharf number two, where locals meet to eat. Craig Ling, your host extraordinaire, and Craig is, uh, you're not going to believe it, but he's playing golf again. Yeah, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. He is. Let's see, this time he went to, he wrote me text the other day and said that he was packing up and flying out. To, uh, let's see, what did he, where did he say he was going? <laughs> I can't remember. Let me look it up for you. I know you, I know you want to know where he went, so let's see. Looks like he is going to, uh, I can't remember. I can't, where's he going? He's going someplace special, I know that, because he always, goes, when he flies out to go play golf, it's always something special. Uh, let's see, let's see, hmm, I don't know, I can't remember, I'll, it'll come to me, maybe one of my, maybe one of uh, Craig's friends will chime in and let me know, because I, I can't, no, he was already in Philly, he already played Marion, so now he's going to, gee, can't get it, it's in there somewhere, gotta get it out of there somewhere, it's stuck in there somewhere, I can't get it out. Sandbar and Grill still there, though. Craig's there or not. He's still got his excellent, excellent staff working for you with fresh salad, seafood steaks, sand dabs. Lunchtime, the Dungeness Crab Prawn and Avocado Melted Jummy. Or try fresh crab louis for dinner. The daily special is always the way to go. Always good stuff and lots of, of your friends there at the bar. For local specials and the happy hour specials, too. The Sandbar and Grill. A local's favorite, 373-2818. Check it out. It's a uh, it's a good spot, that's for sure. All right, also the Golf Mart Superstore, home of the 90-day return. We'll talk to those guys a little bit later on in our hour of power, find out what's happening in a world of golf retail. Who is it today? Is it Vic? Yeah, Vic the Sandbagger's on today. So we'll talk to him a little bit later on. He'll tell us all about it. The Monterey County Herald, your source for breaking news, sports, business, classifieds, entertainment, and moderates your daily newspaper. Every Friday, they post the guests of the Shag Bag Show for Saturday. Thanks to the Herald. There's this one spot here that's kind of sticky right here. What is that? Sounds like a, somebody was here eating a, like a candied apple or something or something really sticky right there that's unbelievable it's the shag bag show and <laughs> yeah, just while i wipe it up here let me see i got it i got it i got it can't have that you know i got the thing with the two things that really bother me sticky i don't like sticky i'm only sticky and i don't like crummy sandy you know uh th- those are those are my two things so if someone ever wanted to torture me, they could just put me in a room with sticky, sandy stuff, and I would go crazy. 
Speaking of candy, carousel candies. The Elves team produced tons of homemade confections in their famous pink shop on the wharf. Left-hand side as you're walking down. Can't miss it. Really cool place. Homemade stuff. And they ship worldwide. CarouselCandies.com. Looking for a special dining experience? Try one of Kevin Phillips' restaurants, the Beach House of Lover's Point. They've got amazing views there. Avalonetti on Fisherman's Wharf. Outdoor patio. Calamari specials galore. And also the Whaling Station on Cannery Row. USDA Prime Steaks. Hantas Caesars. Bar menu with specials under 20. Like the Prime Rib Egg Roll. Our famous steak sandwich on garlic toast. Oh, that's good. I've had it. As you can tell. And live entertainment every Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights. The International Trio with myself, Mike Murad, and Dave Daly play there once a month. We'll be back again next month, November. Golfguide.net for the player and you. Oh, yeah, and then Kevin's got his new place, too. That's open now at the end of uh, Wharf 1. The Rockfish Harbor Grill. Waiting for you. Elab Communications is our website. They can do yours, too. Check ours out, shagbagshow.com. Jacob Seam Realty, buying, selling, the join Jen, walk you through it carefully, painlessly, lovingly, professionally. They are the Monterey Peninsula's award-winning mother-daughter real estate team, jacobsteamhomes.com. The Foolish Times, free, funny, fabulous, pick one up, it'll make you smile. Express employment professionals, Paul Wine and his wife, Mary, have a staffing solutions company. They can help you find a gig. They can help you find employees. Maybe, maybe. Visit them at expresspros.com. Don't forget. Paul's got his own radio show right here on the station on Power Talk every Saturday at 1.30 in the afternoon. Called What's the Plan? Monterey Fish Company, South Tringali, his family, and all the Goombatis take good care of you down there at the end of Wharf 2. And Sal's going to be with us today to talk about that. Monterey Regional Airport, Alaska Airlines offering daily nonstop service, Seattle, Tacoma. Fares as low as 69, convenient, hassle-free experience always with flights connecting to points all over the world. MRY, Armanasco Public Relations. Dave Armanasco, Rich Pepe's next-door neighbor, and loving it. When he found out Rich Pepe moved there, he moved next to him deliberately, just so he could say he lived next to Rich Pepe. Armanasco, deep roots in the community, long-standing relationships, city business, community leaders throughout our rich and diverse Central Coast community. Armanasco Public Relations, spreading the word since 1985. Thanks, Dave. Magic Fusion at the Monterey Magic Club. Award-winning magicians around the world. From around the world. <laughs> and a beautiful 100-seat theater. It's the Custom House Plaza. It's supposed to be really good shows. These are magicians that you've seen on TV. Tickets available at MontereyMagicClub.com. An ensemble Monterey in time for Halloween. Conductor John Anderson and his orchestra perform scary hair-raising music from Dracula, Alfred Hitchcock, and more. Today in Monterey... And tomorrow in Santa Cruz, tickets available now at EnsembleModerate.org. Don't miss that show or both shows. Fantastic stuff from Ensemble Monterey. Shagbag Show on Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101 FM for your Saturday, October 30th. Show number 1021, Dave Marzetti slaving over a hot control board so you don't have to. Good morning to our two biggest fans, plus one. My lovely wife, Terry, on Puff the Wonder Dog and... Soleil, the little rocket. She's getting bigger, though. She's a big, getting to be a bigger rocket now. So she'll be a missile pretty soon. That's growing up. And then she'll be a spaceship. She's uh, she's fast, though. I'll tell you that right now. She's just a blur. But she's a good little puppy, that's for sure. And uh, we want to say uh, 
happy Halloween to those on Fisherman's Wharf because we got the big contest, costume contest happening tomorrow. Yours truly, the MC, as I've been for the last three years, and uh, it's always a blast. We give away cash prizes in different categories, age groups, and stuff. So it's uh, four to seven on the wharf tomorrow. So join us because even if you don't dress up or you know, do that whole thing. Go down there and take pictures because the costumes are extraordinary, that's for sure. A lot of fun down there, 4 to 7 on the wharf. So uh, we will see you there. And uh, let's see, what else is coming up? Um, oh, we got a big Italian night, Italian night. At Domenico's on the wharf, November 10th. That'll be Mike Murata on the accordion, Dave Daly on the violin, Orazio Aiello's going to be singing. It's going to be a good time. So that's at Domenico's. So contact uh, Sammy there or any of the people there at Domenico's. And I heard it's about uh, already, you know, it's quite a ways away, a couple weeks away, but it's so, it's about half sold out. So you're going to want to get your reservations in for that because that's going to be a good time. And uh, well, today, after the show today, I will uh, fly home and change, get in the telephone booth and change into my uh, my uh, my singing costume. And head on down to the Parish Hall, San Carlos, and uh, sing with Mikey and Dave for the uh, the ICF's annual over-85 birthday party, which is always a blast. And it's amazing how many people we have in the ICF that are over-85 and a lot that are 100. So it's a great celebration. They all show up there with all their families, and uh, they each buy a table, and they're honored that, you know, throughout the luncheon today. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to do that. On the show today, we got Victor Sandbagger. We've got guys from the shop next door, Chris and Casey. we got uh, Sal Tringale. we got Shane Dahlman the last Saturday of every month, which is today, and our special co-host in the co-host seat, Mr. Italy, the mayor of Ocean Ave. It's Rich Pepe. Great to be here as always, Dave. Man, that's a big intro you had there today. Right? A lot of stuff lot of going stuff. on. A lot of stuff. You are like Superman. You got to have a, a lot of stuff. Your phone booth attached to the back of your car pretty soon. <laughs> all the th- and then you got <laughs> something else tonight. I think I can't keep up. I, I can't keep up with you. Somehow. Something's going on. Man, you're getting skinny too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, you, you're right. working so hard. That's right. That's right. You got to slow down a little bit. That's right. You know? Yeah, I know. Mama mia. Yeah, I'm getting real skinny. Nice. Got all these gigs going on, and there's other things you didn't even mention. Things. Got Paisano events happening. Paisano. Christmas party. You know, Christmas is like 50-something days away, I heard. Can you imagine that? That's going to be unbelievable. Blast. Unbelievable. You know, gosh, well, we got the big Thanksgiving. And, hey, in Carmel, we got the parade tomorrow, 4 o'clock, right down Ocean Avenue. What parade? The, the Halloween parade tomorrow. <laughs> what parade? Are you in it? <laughs> No, I'm actually making the cupcakes, though. I got 250 cupcakes All I got to right. make today. All the right. city gave me these very special boxes. Yeah? They have to go in biodegradable. They disappear after the kitty. That you eat them. The cupcakes. I don't know where it goes. It just disappears. Um, but uh, we got a fun thing. We're going to make them today and, and put them in the boxes and get them off to the kids. They want them individually wrapped, so that was nice. Ah, oh, yeah. that's good. No covid Hermetically sealed. covid special. Of course. You know, of course. Whatever they, yeah, whatever they call that. But... Uh, yeah, no, it's going to be a fun weekend. There's a lot of parties around town. I see people dressing up in costumes all around town. There's parties. Uh, our good buddy Zoe and the Money Band is playing. I don't know. They they must clone themselves so many times they play. Can't keep up with those guys a, either. They did a gig last night at uh, Baja. Yeah. <laughs> They're all over the place. They I are. love those guys. Yeah. 
My gosh. And they got the big thing on the wharf tomorrow. That's huge. That's Sunday, right? Tomorrow's Sunday. Huge. I'm going to pop down, see that too. And there's a, oh, and, and uh, Terry Wecker's got a car show, which is mm-hmm. a big benefit for Gateway Center. It's called Rods on the Wharf, which is, it actually used to be before, you know, they had, before COVID, when they would uh, permit outdoor dining on the wharf, they used to actually, when there was space, more space, they used to put the cars right on the wharf. Oh, I didn't that know was that. Really cool. Right down the center yeah, right of the, down the wharf. Center. Well, that well, that was very cool. And, uh, yeah, Chris Shake heads that whole thing up, uh, of course, you know, the mayor of the wharf. Oh, gosh, yeah. The governor. The governor of the wharf. My God. <laughs> the senator. Yeah. Great, great spot. <laughs> All our great friends. Hey, the Dominico event sounds really good. Yeah, that's going to be a lot that's of fun. That's on the 10th, though. Uh, that's a when I think it's a Wednesday. Uh, I think, I think so. Yeah. yeah. That sounds really good. That's, so that's our first time doing, uh, one of those events there. Yes, and that's the first so, I've heard of it. So, yeah, the 10th is a Wednesday, so come down. Well, you did, I, I very well made it. It really sounds good because uh, they do a great job on all their dishes. Good buddies of ours, too, as as all those guys on the wharf are. Kevin's new place is doing great, I heard. The Shake's place is doing great. Everybody, Cafe Pina is doing great. And you're doing great. I'm doing well. And we had a we had a beautiful I dinner. Make, hey, I make a living. You we... know? <laughs> <laughs> We had a beautiful dinner down there. We want to thank you for that. Terry and I came with uh, Sister Joni from Omaha. Oh, that was so and, much fun. Uh, she loves to order the Sinatra. She's a doll. She loves the Alforno Sinatra. She's a sweet lady. She's a chatterbox. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you get me telling stories about exactly. Sinatra in the you're old the best. days. And, you're the best. Story. Yeah. You ever want to hear a good story told? <laughs> Go see Pep. So you stop by and say, tell me a story. And then have them tell it to you, and then just leave. Stories that can't be told on the air or written down or recorded. Okay? And then we can tell them once in person. Right. Live. Right. <laughs> no witnesses. Well, look at the, got the, uh, <laughs> the pine cone in here today. A lot of good stuff in the pine cones. Yeah? Carmel's just doing great. We're usually got, in there. Our, our, our dear Mayor Potter, he's, I think he's coming back. He was back east visiting family. His daughter Sarah moved back there. He was he was out bowling the last time I saw him. He sent me a picture. Yeah, bowling in Boston. Hmm, that's a. They have uh, uh, the candle pin there also. What they is have that? The regular, they have the regular bowling, yes. and they have a candle pin, which is the real slim. And with the little ball. With the little ball. Yeah, that's like he showed a me a picture. He had a little ball. It's like a bushy ball. I wasn't sure because you know and he's you kind can, of a smaller yeah. guy and he had a little ball. Yeah, so. you can throw it really far. Oh yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah, Him you can and, throw it fast. Oh wow, that's interesting. I've never mm-hmm. seen that before. I've, I've it's heard pretty of neat. That. It's pretty neat. So uh, we got the Shag Bag Show on Saturday, October thirtieth, and uh, we want to thank uh, Jess Matias from the radio station for helping us this morning, as she sometimes does with the, with our signal this morning, and she helped us splendidly. So thank you, Jess. And we got the last Saturday of the month, which means our good friend Shane's with us. Mm-hmm. Morning, Shane. Good morning, and good morning, Terry. Good morning, Puff. Good morning, Pup, and happy Halloween. There you go. So Shane's got his Halloween shirt on. Surprise. Yeah. yeah. Which is from the original Halloween film. Yes, indeed. The 1978, the one that completely terrified me in the theater after I persuaded my father to take me to see it. (laughs) So you went with your dad? Mm Mm-hmm. And what did you uh, what did you think? Well, I, I after seeing Siskel and Ebert review it, I remember those guys did not hate horror films; they just hated bad horror films. They put this on the top ten films of the year, and I wanted to see it so badly. That was when movies went regional, and you had to wait for them to show up at your right. local theater, not instantly at the multiplex. You couldn't and, watch it automatically on your phone, right? Correct. Away. 
and I could not see it by myself, it being an R-rated film, and my and I was under 16 at the time. But I persuaded my father to take me to see it, and yeah, I got my popcorn, I got my candy, and it remained untouched through the entire film. The theater was packed, everybody was screaming their heads off, and the experience was just petrifying. But it was... <laughs> <laughs> that it was the scariest time I had spent in a movie theater. I was riveted, even though I knew a lot of what was to come thanks to the reviews and such. But yeah, um, few movies are more terrifying than the original Halloween. And today you just pop it on AMC and you talk and let it play in the background. You say, oh, that wasn't scary. No, no, no. That's not the way it works. <laughs> How about the end, though, when they look over the, the thing and he's gone? Mm-hmm. And that was before it became a cliche. And right. Every single film right. did it because that let because in that case that had one final scream from the audience. They really thought the really? you know they really thought it would end. And well, it didn't end. They've made over a dozen since then. Right. <laughs> they rebooted it at least three times. But we'll get a little bit more to that. We'll get more on that just a little bit later. <laughs> I was kind of the, the end of that got me, and the end of the end of Carrie kind of got me too. Oh, yes, Brian De Palma with his nice little jump scare. You notice he did the same thing in um, Dress to Kill um, shortly afterwards. Have that, that same uh, dream ending with that, dream last, ending, with, that yeah. last, with that last nasty shock. But yes, her, you know, Carrie's hand reaching out from the rubble, that, yeah. that got people. And then the original Friday the 13th, uh, Jason jumping onto the boat at the very end. Again, this what is. What happens with it? Oh, it, I can't remember it. Well, in the original Friday the 13th, remember, it's not Jason. You know, you know, Jason supposedly drowned because the counselors weren't paying attention to him. It was his mother, Betsy Palmer, avenging him. And she's dispatched at the end of the film. And our heroine is out in a boat just drifting off in the lake. And just as the cops are about to rescue her, the specter of Jason jumps from the lake and grabs her. And that had the audience hitting the ceiling again. That was... A, <laughs> Uh, and then, but no, though there was no boy there. Oh, then he's still out there, out there. <laughs> <laughs> but then that raises the question: If Jason is still alive, why is his mother avenging him? And then why didn't they never get together in the first place if they were that devoted to each other? It, it, the story really kind of falls apart. <laughs> so, uh, any films? See any films? Only six since last time. Wow. I've been doing a lot of theater stuff, and only one new American horror film. I'll get to I'll I'll get to that. So starting with the non-horror films, saw the Many Saints of Newark, which is the prequel to the Sopranos series on HBO, and this is very notable for having James Gandolfini's grandson playing the young Tony Soprano. However, it's a mistake to say that the film is about him. He's a peripheral character in the you know in the film. It's really just about the founding of the family. Uh, Dick Moltisanti, the grandfather of the Christopher Moltisanti character, and Christopher narrates the film from the grave in a rather creepy touch. And so it's about their rise to power and their clash with a uh, rival black gang running numbers. So you got a terrific soundtrack, which is part Rat Pack and part Motown as it evolves. It's not the typical Italian music you're always hearing. Very compelling, very violent story. So. You get a lot more out of it if you've seen the Sopranos series. However, it does, as a standalone, work very well. So, The Many Saints of Newark is certainly uh, certainly recommended. See that, Pat? That's nice. You need to see that. That's nice. A lot of folks had mixed reviews on it because maybe they thought it was a little confusing. But, uh, no, I do. Of course, we'll, we will see it at a certain moment. Uh, I just haven't gotten to it yet. But uh, that's a nice review, Shane. Well, thank you. That's a good plug for that. Before we, go, before we go on, th give us 30 seconds on how you were almost in The Sopranos. 
Well, my good buddy Joey Pants, who played Ralphie on season uh, three and four, I used to go on the set. On the set, Ralph Cifaretto. Uh, I used to go on the set when I'd go back east, and they they filmed at Silver Cup Studios. And I was there one time, and uh, Joey said, "Hey, if you can get here at at about one o'clock, we need to have a uh, you can play a corpse. We're going to put you in a coffin, in a coffin, Co- coffin, coffin, coffin. We're going to put you in a coffin." But the pre- so I got there, there. I got all dressed up. They put me in the thing. I was ready to go. But the scenes prior to that took so long that they never got to my scene, and I was leaving to come home the next day. So I was I was set to be a an extra as a, as a dead guy. See, could have been an actor. Uh, but I loved I loved going on the set to see those guys. It was awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. I love being on set, um, stage set, film set, whatever it, you know, whatever it takes. I just love the experience. So what else we got? So what else we got? We've got Dune. We've got the new oh, yeah. science. We got the new science fiction epic, and as opposed to the 1980s version from David Lynch, which confused everybody because they tried to cram the one epic novel into you know, one movie, then leave a lot of people satisfied, but it has a huge cult following. This one, this one only adapts the first half of the first book, which I still haven't read. I've got to be honest with you. So it's a lot more detailed. You're able to follow. You know, you're able to follow it. Uh, basically, this epic world-building um, story about two rival houses, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the thing is, the people who've read the book complain about this new movie too because of all the stuff they still left out. And the movie itself looks spectacular on the big screen, but it moves so slowly. I was just... Well, there are some great scenes where things really pick up when Jason Momoa picks up the sword and so on and so forth. That's, you know, there's some great action, but oh, you really want things to happen in this film. You want them to happen a little bit more quickly. So it looks great. I can't say I was satisfied. Then again, I have not, I have not read the book. I was on my own. Well, we get, so don't go if you're tired. Mm -mm. No. We get a little closer to, to horror with the latest Marvel movie, and that's Venom. Let there be carnage. So, that's a lot of fun. That's Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson squaring off against each other with their Marvel comic parasites inhabiting each other's bodies and uh, basically going to town and just wreaking havoc all over the place. It's just nonstop, slam-bang, sarcastic fun, um, lots of splattery special effects and so on. Uh, so these are the offshoot Marvel movies that actually earn an R rating and things like that. But it's very zippy, and the characters are so much fun to watch. If it's not your cup of tea, it's not. But if you're into that sort of thing, they make this one very enjoyable. So I would recommend that. Then we got two foreign horror films that show that the latest American horror films just aren't taking chances. These films are bananas. And I'm still not even sure what I watched in one case. There was a French film. Wasn't there a film called Bananas? Um, yes, there was, and that was Woody Allen, <laughs> exactly. and it was a very funny film. It was funny. And Sylvester Stallone's first film appearance as a mugger, as a matter of fact. And then the French film I'm watching that I, just, that I saw just after the last shag bag is called Titane, or Titan with an E. It's just French for Titanium. And if you can follow this, it's about a young lady who grew up after a horrible auto accident with a titanium plate in her skull, developed a very weird metal, fet- metal fetish, somehow fused with an automobile, went on a homicidal rampage, and then, afraid of being caught, disguised herself as a young man and passed herself off as the missing son of the local fire chief. 
I'm still not sure what I just saw. The film is absolutely berserk. I believe it's just hit streaming, so you might want to check it out, but brace yourself. Wow. <laughs> it won the Palm d'Or at Con the Con Film Well, that Festival certainly goes in a lot of directions. <laughs> it, it, it does. It's nothing, wow. oh, nothing like cute. you expect. And then I got to see an Icelandic horror film <laughs> called Lamb. Yes, as in Baby Sheep with Anumi Rapace from the, girl, the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And that's about a sheep herding couple who wind up with a half-sheep, half-human infant on their barn floor. Wow. And decide, to, they don't know where it came from, it's just there. And they just decide to raise it as their own child. And you're thinking you're watching this weird domestic drama with touches of surreal comedy. And you're wondering, well, wait a minute, is this even, is this even a horror film? Is this just this weird domestic... And then the ending comes along and just bashes you between the eyes. I was just reeling. I was stunned walking out of that one. And yeah, okay, it's a horror film. It's a, it's a, one of those slow burn horror films, but when it burns, it burns good. <laughs> is it subtitled? Yes, it is. Oh, it's, it's an Icelandic with English subtitles. Wow. Okay. And, and finally. Yeah, and finally. And finally. Halloween Kills. Now, see if you can follow this. After John Carpenter's original Halloween in 1978, there have been at least uh, about a dozen movies in between, so many reboots and remakes. But in 2018, uh, Daniel Green made the, re no, the, the official sequel. They rebooted it yet again. Forty years later, he made a new Halloween film, which takes place exactly where the original left off, with Jamie Lee Curtis again and erases all of the complicated storylines. She's no longer his sister, for instance, that happened then. It was a very good remake. It's very difficult to imagine that the other films didn't happen, but if you do, it was a surprisingly strong and intelligent follow-up. And now it's, the, it's actually the beginning of a trilogy. Part two is now out called Halloween Kills. And if you can accept that it's not just about the trauma visited on Jamie Lee Curtis, but... 40 years worth of grief and trauma visited on an entire town. It's got a very ambitious theme and also plenty of berserk violence. Again, it's, you know, it's strong stuff. Um, so be aware, but I thought it was an uncommonly intelligent and very frightening sequel. I'm in the minority. A lot of fans just hate this one for going in that direction. I really appreciated it. I thought Halloween Kills is actually one of the most frightening films since the original. I thought it really worked. I, mm. I saw it on the big screen. Of course, you can stream it free on Peacock at the same time. Do what you want. Meantime, they've opened two new horror films that I haven't had a chance to review for you. Antlers, I'm going to have to see this weekend. Last night. What is that? It's a mythological type horror film um, set in a school. Uh, the young boy is having visions. It's from the Guillermo del Toro factory, and Carrie Russell is his concerned teacher, I believe, trying to see why he's seeing monsters and drawing them. The trailer is very ambiguous. You just know there's something nasty in the woods. They don't even explain the title, Antlers. But given that it's from Guillermo del Toro, he did not actually direct it, but he supervised it. He is the master of um, horror seen through a child's <laughs> eyes. So this is going to be... That a, he's, really the guy interesting. Gave, he's the guy who gave you Pan's Labyrinth, remember. So this one's going to be very strong, I have no doubt. And I love that, having visions. Dave, you've been having visions. And Edgar Wright has just opened Last Night in Soho. I can't wait to see this one. This looks so excellent. This is the guy who made Shaun of the Dead, Baby Driver, the Sparks Brothers. 
And so it's Thomas and Mackenzie um, dreaming herself into the 1960s where she has a kinship with Anya Taylor-Joy as a very bizarre murder mystery plot unfolds in parallel time. This one, I just I can just tell, is going to be terrific. Wow. Meantime, I'm going to see The Wolfman and The Invisible Man on the big screen this afternoon. and then we The originals. The originals, 1 o'clock at Del Monte. And then finally, four final performances of the Rocky Horror Show at the new Paper Wing on Cannery Row, paperwing.com. Wow. <laughs> awesome. That says a lot. That's Boy, good. That's, so we got... Spectacular. Uh, uh, and before uh, anything else happens here, we've got a couple texts we want to get to. As we are on the Shagbag Show and Power Talk 1460 AM and 101 FM for your Saturday, October 30th, Halloween show. It's uh, show number 1021. Dave Marzetti, Chef Pepe is with us. Shane Dalman's with us last Saturday of every month. And, uh, oh, one of our good friends, uh, George Casal, writes in and reminds me that Craig Ling went to Pinehurst. That's where he went and went to North Carolina. So that's where he went from uh, the sandbar. There's a lot of money Thanks, in that calamari. He's always out there golfing at these really expensive joints. <laughs> 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 and Kevin Phillips writes in and uh, says, right after Halloween, at his all-new Rockfish Harbor Grill, he's got to roll out the new locals menu available every day. All treats, no tricks. He's been looking forward to Shane's show. Nobody, nobody is better. Nobody does it better. Nobody does it better. Nobody. And we're going to find out right now if he, if he indeed is. So, uh, because we've got a couple of uh, movie clips here for you, all and right. we'll get to those right now. It's part of our Halloween show on the Shag Bag Show, and all you got to do is, uh, let's see, well, how did I do this for you? Uh, we'll start you off with a uh, softball here, okay? And uh, uh, Pep, if you want to chime in first, I don't know if you. Oh, I can never get these. I'll try. But... So, what is this big, big news? What would you say if I told you that you were going to the homecoming dance tomorrow night? I'd probably say I had the wrong number. <laughs> well, I just talked with Ben Tramer, and he got real excited when I told him how attracted you were to him. And what film would that be? I think that would be the original Halloween. I think you would be right. <laughs> oh, wow. Jamie Lee Curtis. Hey, you got that right just from that. Yeah. See? And a lot of people didn't even know that was Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. talking. Great voice. All right. Here we go. I don't want to run away with a murderer, would you? Oh, Larry, you're not. You know you're not. I killed Bela. I killed Richardson. If I stay here any longer, you can't tell who'll be next. Ooh, what film is that? Well, I just mentioned it, as a matter of fact. Um, on the big screen this afternoon at Del Monte, yeah. The Invisible Man, followed by The Wolf yeah. Man. Yeah, I could have got that one, too. And Bela was played by Bela Lugosi in that film, by the way. All right. Now, identify this. Here we go. In black and white. Is it dead or alive? Human or inhuman? You'll know. You'll see. You'll feel the awful, creeping, crawling terror that stands your hair on end and brings a scream to your lips. There's nothing on earth like the mummy. Yeah, that's exactly oh. right. Oh, we just watched that. That's followed by the second most famous laugh in horror history. After, okay, the first one being Dwight Fry in Dracula. <laughs> but when Bramwell Fletcher goes insane in The Mummy after watching Boris Karloff's resurrection. <laughs> he went for 
for a little walk. You should have seen his face. <laughs> we should be on TV with this show today. <laughs> Listeners out there, you got to see this guy. All right, here we go. The very mention of the name brings to mind things so evil, so fantastic, so degrading. You wonder if it isn't all a dream, a nightmare. Dracula. That is that was Dwight, Dwight Fry. You were hearing that last clip you played before that. I almost said Dracula because both Dracula and the Mummy used the Swan Lake for the opening credits. It was only because it had that little laugh from Bramwell Fletcher. That's the only thing that tipped me off. Wow, <laughs> really, really. Wow. And this uh, Dracula thing. What was with the rats, rats, rats? Well, he Dwight Fry, Dwight Fry is Renfield in this, and if he will do Dracula's bidding and spy for him, and you know. Bring him, you know, bring him to victims and such. Dracula will feed him bugs, and he will feed him rats, and he will give him all these little lives as a reward. So Renfield is just craving anything he can get his hands on. He's actually a terrifying character. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Here's a good one for you. Ready? Here we go. I was a teenage werewolf. Exactly. Which, despite the campy title, is truly a very good film. It's a good, strong, well-acted, compelling movie. So you get a chance to see it. And by the way, you might not get a chance to see it because the rights to it have been locked up for so many years by Susan Hart. It, do what you can to see it. As it, it really is better than the title makes it sound. And this was uh, Little Joe's debut? Mm -hmm. Michael Landon's so. screen debut. Pa. Little Joe or Pa. A little house. <laughs> That's the extent of my film knowledge. Okay. Uh, that was TV. Okay. Uh, here we go. Here's a, here's a good one for you. You're going to like this one. The nation's top comics, Abbott and Costello. Petrified, but hilariously. Plus the dangerous and terrifying Wolfman. Played by Lon Chaney. Plus that fiend out of a nightmare, the vampire Batman, Count Dracula, played by Bela Lugosi. Plus the most dreaded creature of them all. <laughs> well, uh, no, I'm going to give this. I want to give this one to Chef Pepe uh, okay, because I know okay. it's his favorite. Costello meets Frankenstein. Exactly. That's my favorite of all time. Is that right? It's a yeah. wonderful movie. What's um, with all the other appearances with the Wolfman and Dracula? <laughs> Well, that's, it's called Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, but unlike the rest of the Universal Frankenstein films, there is no character named Frankenstein in it. It is the Frankenstein monster, and it's played by Glenn Strange in this one. Basically, Dracula and the Frankenstein monster sneak into the country as exhibits for a 
uh, for, you know, for a trap, not, no, not a, for a haunted house wax museum sort of thing to infiltrate. And Lon Chaney, as the Wolfman, just happens to be on their trail trying to stop all this from happening. And Abbott and Costello, of course, are the caretakers who um, have to deliver the packages, and he's trying to intercept them. So they all get together. And what's beautiful about this film is that the monsters play it straight and are scary. Abbott and Costello are funny, but they never make clowns of the monsters. The one quick exception being one of the best moments in the film, when the monster is first revived... And he sees, and he sees Lou Costello standing there hypnotized, and the monster oh, 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 <laughs> backs off in horror at the sight of Lou Costello. And Dracula, don't be afraid; he won't hurt you. <laughs> of course. Uh, let's see this. I saved the best for last. All right. Okay. This is uh, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy this one. All right. Uh, there we go. Well, that was the same one. So do you still know the answer? Yeah, okay. Still. <laughs> All right. Just want to make sure. Gentlemen, I'm so glad you decided to stay. You are uh, staying, aren't you? If, uh, if you say so. We, we, we like you folks. Now, wait a minute. I want to set this up first. Because the, what, I, what I really want is the answer at the very end. This is the Adams Family Halloween. All right. Adams Family. Uh, gentlemen, I'm so glad you decided to stay. You are uh, staying, aren't you? If, uh, if you say so. <laughs> we, we, we like you folks. Wonderful. Now we'll have some real fun. <laughs> yes, we're going to play an old-fashioned Halloween game. Game? Yes, a bobbing game. Please, if you don't mind, we'll just sit here quiet for a while and, and then scram. No, you must play. Okay, okay, if you say so. Sure. We used to play the game. Marty, you remember? Oh, yeah, that's where everybody kneels around a tub and bobs for the apples. Apples? Apples? Well, what are you bob for? Uh-huh, what are you bob for? I'm afraid you've got me this All time. right, Ooh. finally. Mm-hmm. You never saw that episode of The Addams um, Family with Don Rickles? Don doing Rickles. Uh-huh. Not recently. Uh, my wife's been watching The Addams Family a lot lately, but not me. It's, it's just been too long. I'm sorry. I don't know the answer to this one. Well, I bet our friend who just walked in the door would. All right. We'll, but we'll get to him later. Crabs. Ah. Bobbing for crabs. Wow. And then Rickles and his, his, uh, <laughs> his criminal mates uh, put their heads in there, and they come out with the claws attached to their noses. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'll have to look it's up that really episode. Good stuff. Okay. Shane Dolan, the last Saturday of every month, including our Halloween show. Thank you. My we pleasure. appreciate you very awesome, much. Awesome, Shane. Shag Bag Show on Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101 FM for your Saturday morning live from Del Monte, Dave Marzetti, Chef Pepe, Shane Dahlman, Sal Tringali coming up next. But first, we have to get to the guys from next door. Talk about some golf. Talk about the tee sheet. Massaging the tee sheet, as we used to say. Good morning. In the golf world. Do they still say massaging the oh, yeah. tee sheet? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Do it all the time. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> So what's happening out here, beautiful Del Monte? Chris and Casey. Uh, we've got ourselves a solid day today. Um, I think we've got a couple tea times, maybe around one thirty. Really? A couple, couple spots left, nothing much. Just um, a uh, tomorrow kind of turned into one of those uh, NFL Sundays kind of thing we're seeing. It's uh, busy in the morning till about 10, and then most of the day is Halloween. Busy, so. And it's Halloween, good point. Um, but, of course, in great shape. Um you know, give us a call. Come out and see us. We are getting ready for uh, U.S. Kids 
tournament, which is coming up next weekend. Um, as it sits, the tournament dates are Saturday and Sunday, but the Friday, which has been a practice round day, um, yeah, that is full too. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we're already closed out really? for next weekend. So um, if you're looking to play a little golf here uh, this afternoon or sometime by Thursday, we'll get you a tee time. So, And I would even, uh, we're filling up that week before. The practice rounds, they start on Monday. So if you're looking for a tee time, you know, just exercise as benefits, give us a call. At least get something on the books. It's always a good idea. Talk to us a little bit about the uh, the crew. I guess Vince and his guys punched a little bit. We did a eighth of an inch. Is that what we did? Yeah, eighth inch. It's yeah. uh, a very small tine. We didn't pull any any plugs. Um, did a small top dress, so it should be healed in just a few days. Oh, yeah. nice. I, we, I was out here when they were doing the the, chip, the putting green here, and um, they did an eighth, um, cleaned it up, and then it rained. Dressed. Well, they top dressed, and then uh, they they rolled, and they and they took the blower out. I mean, it was couldn't even I mean, tell, you right? Could roll. It was rolling smooth right after that. So wow. Yeah. It's been a couple of days. I mean, it's 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 probably good to go. Um, so they yeah they do it they do a solid job. I mean, cleaning up after each other and getting it all done. It's they do a real good job. So uh, very low impact. The the eighth of an inch. Um, right. It still yeah. rolls very smooth. Yeah. So, um, but uh, the other thing too is uh, this Sunday's the time change. So um, starting Monday, when when we come back to golf, we've got shorter days as well so uh, gets get a play a little bit earlier but uh, the day ends a little earlier too so keep that in mind when you're booking your times absolutely so um give us some duke's membership stuff i think we're waiting for the november newsletter to yeah. come out so keep an eye out for that okay um you can call us here um you can walk in you can go to the pebble beach website all the above we'll give you all the information about uh, what the Dukes Club entails. It's 375 good for a year. Um, discounted golf here at Del Monte over at Spy in Spanish. can bring up to three guests with you as long as you play with them. Um, Amazing deal. Best on the peninsula, in my opinion. Yeah, got to have it. Yeah. You know, saves you money right and left. Um, for that 375 we're looking at a, a, a complimentary foursome over at, at the Hay. Plus some uh, $30 to use on the cart. So we're going we're gonna to give you back almost $300 right out of the gate so it's uh lose the money if you're not in lose the money. you gotta do it hey it's a great christmas present too when i was mentioning christmas earlier it's it's a great yeah, maybe christmas present both my boys who uh, are trying to get out and play but they're a little bit busy right now yeah. but uh it yeah. is a hell of a deal and get ahead of that too i mean if uh it you know takes a couple of weeks to to from right. the order to the packet so as a christmas gift um you know try and get to us by december one right you know somewhere in that first week uh, yeah and that way we can actually have a packet for you if you can't you mm. know we've got a brochure and a you know temporary card we can put something together right uh but great christmas gift absolutely three seven three twenty seven hundred thanks that's where we're at Chris Thank and Casey you. from Thank the you. shop. Thanks, guys. Shag Bag Show for October 30th. It's the Halloween show. It's uh, Dave Marzetti. It's Chef Pepe. It's Shane Dahlman, the last Saturday of every month. Sal Tringali coming up. But first, we've got Vic the Sandbagger from the Golf Mart Superstore. Vic, what's happening, brother man? Hey, it's a beautiful day at the Golf Mart and Seaside, baby. That's right, Dick. What's going on? Hey, you know, I'm walking around the store, and it just looks terrific. Very welcoming, and there's lots of space, and... Not lots of nice staff, so this is a great place to stop in on a Saturday. Absolutely. And what do you got? Hey, here? Uh, well, today I wanted to talk about. I, I never talk about one of the uh, premier services that we do here, and that's fitting for golf clubs. And there's a real benefit to getting fitted, 
Um, and just to highlight a couple of things, I'd ask questions. Number one, are you hitting the head of a golf club that performs the best for you? I don't know. Number two, <clears throat> what about the shaft? Are you hitting a shaft that's too too heavy? Are you hitting a shaft that's too stiff? Are you hitting a shaft that's too whippy? That can all be determined right here using our launch monitors. And then the, lastly, uh, what about uh, when you uh, hit a ball? Does the toe dig in? Does the heel dig in? That can actually be fixed ahead of time by changing the lie of the club. So I would invite everybody to come in and let our professionals fit you for your golf clubs. Some companies charge up to $200 for this you know, particular service. And here it's free. It's complimentary. So come on in and let one of our staff fit you for your golf clubs, and that will improve your game. All right. And uh, give us the store hours. All right. Today we are 9 to 6. Tomorrow we're 10 to 5. And all during the week we're 10 to 7. So come on in and see us. And, um, you know, look around the store, talk to our staff, and get a fitting. All right. Beautiful. Thanks, Vic. Well, you're welcome. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good, brother. Vic the Sandbagger from the Golf Mart Superstore 2040 Fremont Boulevard in Seaside. 583-1000 for everything golf. Shag Bag Show with our Gumbari from the end of Wharf Number 2, Sal Tringali, joining us now. Hey. Good morning. In person. Good morning, guys. It's good to be here. Good to have you. Great to see you, Sal. So what's hey. happening down there? You know huh? what? Oh, we got to get one of those shirts. Look at that shirt. Isn't that nice? Get you some Sea Wave. Sea Wave. So it's a great... Great. What? Wait, before you go on. Yeah. Large. I'm a large. Sea you know? Wave. What is the sea? Talk about the Sea Wave brand. Well, what is that? That's our our main brand that we pack. Our main business is packing calamari, and before it was squid, now it's calamari. It's fancy. And that's our one of our our brands. And a little history. We were the last family to can sardines on the peninsula, and. That ended up going to the wayside, and that was one of our brands too. Was the Bono brand? Oh yeah, Bono and yeah. Sea Wave. Yeah, and um, uh, yeah. So now th th that was our our signature brands. Love that logo. You know, yeah. that it's the mermaid or something on yeah. it. Yeah, that's a great logo. As a matter of fact, you know, our mermaid. We got sued by Starkist, and they lost. We beat them. Really? My grandfather had documentation. That we had the logo first. First, yeah, we should sue and, them. Yeah, exactly. And Turn how? What the? Come yeah. on, counter sue. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, eighty years, uh, family owned and operated, yeah. and oh yeah, uh, on the wharf, and uh, there's no better place. Uh, you know, listening to the show earlier, we got the best golf courses, yes. the best produce, the best restaurants. Right. You know, it's just it's no better place than this. And for the juniors, if you're a junior, the golfing oh, is it's just unbelievable. And uh, and if you want a great piece of fish, you come down to the wharf. Right. And where else could you go and you see the seagulls, the sea lions, the wildlife? Once in a while, you'll see a whale, yeah. uh, dolphins. Sure, and you hear um, you hear the the sea lions barking. Yeah. The uh, and the otters, yeah. which are very rare on the planet. Yeah, we you have know? them right there. You can see everything. Right. You don't have to go to the aquarium and spend right, uh, right, an arm right. and a leg. Come to wharf number come, two. Wharf number two, bring some fish home, uh, healthy for you. 
uh, unbelievable. You sent me some wonderful Alaskan halibut the other day. I don't know if you remember. Oh. We had a special party that, that requested the Alaskan halibut, and we called you, and it, it showed up about three hours later, Dave. He had it. And, uh, my gosh, it was so, and I had a couple extra pieces. Oh my God. White, tender, delicious, uh, moist, fresh, smell like the sea. We're, it's uh, beautiful. Thank you for that. Oh, no problem. We're coming to the end of the season now for Alaska. It ends usually around November 15th. Sometimes it'll go to the 20th, but we fly it in two times a week. And this is so fresh. It's oh so beautiful. Gosh. Well, yeah. it's white. white. It's snow white. Yeah. This fish, white, flaky, beautiful. Thank one you. Of, one for of all your you uh, one of your uh, yeah. best customers sitting there beside you, Shane Dolman. Shane on the yeah. Oh yeah. Shane came down and got some stuff recently, right? Uh, yes, just a couple of days ago, I got some very good shrimp, and I got the jumbo scallops. I was hoping to find. They had them right out on. Uh, they had them right out on display, and I practically cleaned them out. I got a dozen of the great big scallops. And they were delicious. Uh-huh. Now, next time, I think I'm going to have to get some of that halibut before it goes away. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, don't don't uh, waste too much time. Get in there. Um, and it's been tough with the trucking and shipping and airlines um, to get fish in there. We're just working overtime trying to get fish. So, like I said, you walk in, you see something you like, get it. And mm-hmm. because who knows, we're like Costco. You walk the next day, you might not see it. Exactly. It, it's uh, it's tough right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we have a little bit of bad news that they might postpone our crab season. Whoa! And so we might not have crabs. No. For the holidays. No. Yeah. That would, it, that would be a sin. It, it's sad, and so it's not for sure yet. But uh, um, so we're working right now trying to get some frozen crabs. So. A lot of people like to eat crabs for Thanksgiving. It's mm. a big tradition now, and for Christmas and and New Year's. And so, like I said, we're going working overtime just to try to get anything we can to have it for the holidays. And yeah, the supply chain is tough. Yeah, isn't it? it is. And two, we're at the end of wharf number two. Free parking. Um, my workers are wearing masks, but we're not requiring masks. So we come in. We're two, three customers at a time in the building. We get you in, get you out. We have ice. If you're from out of town, you want some ice to pack, bring your ice chest. We'll, we'll ice it up for you, take it off. And if you've got a couple hour drive to go back to the valley or whatever, uh, we got it. We're open till four on Saturdays. Uh, during the week, it's till five. And, uh, so yeah, we have plenty of fish and come on in and, uh, and get what you need. And if we don't have it, we could order it. Have it here for Monday or Go Tuesday. Ahead. Yeah. It's so accommodating. And you got the boot. He's back there with the boots on. Exactly. And the bigger rubber apron exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing. I love going in there. It's one of my favorite things. That's to the do. one thing with family operated. You know what I mean? I'm there six days a week and, uh, I love it. You know what I mean? I don't work for a living. You know, when you, when you love what you do, you're not working, they yeah. say. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and you know, you know, I always love to compliment you, but uh, you know, in my restaurants and the bakery, you know, we, we deal with a lot of vendors. I mean, dozens of vendors. The trucks pull up, the trucks pull up. When I see, when I go pull up in front of Vesuvio and I see your little white van there, says Monterey Fish on it, I know I'm getting quality product, great service, great, you know, great price. I can trust it. There's no questions. Mm-hmm. You know, that when we open that box, that product is going to be spot on, perfect. So, I, and, and so, I mean, pass that along to your staff because